Hey guys, welcome back and thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Sherry. Today we're going to talk about a young man who hasn't been seen since 1989. He was the son of Academy Award-winning movie producer Harold Hecht. He mysteriously vanished without a trace. My sources are listed in the description area of the video. This is the case of Adam Hecht. This story takes us all the way back to 1989. The Berlin Wall came down. Nintendo came out with the Game Boy. The Simpsons premiered their very first TV episode. The average price of a gallon of gas was, brace yourself, $1. The number one food trend was Bagel Bites. The number one movie was Batman. And lastly, the biggest news story was the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Adam Hecht was 24 years old at the time of his disappearance in 1989. It's important to keep in mind just how young he was at the time of this story. There's a lack of info out there about this case. It's like the same info gets printed and discussed over and over and over again. Everything I tell you about today is just about the only info you can find online. Adam's dad was Harold Hecht, who was a famous movie producer. So Adam grew up very wealthy. He was one of six kids. Three of those kids were from Harold's previous marriage and were much older, like 30 years older. There was a 30-year difference between Adam's dad and his mom. They lived in Beverly Hills, and there were always celebrities hanging around because of who his dad was. Adam basically got whatever he wanted and had a good life. His parents, Harold and Martine, divorced in 1974 when Adam was only nine years old. Martine was given possession of the house and awarded a lot of money in the divorce. Adam's father, Harold, sadly passed away in 1985, which was four years before Adam disappeared. Harold was 77 years old and had begun suffering with pancreatic cancer. After graduating high school, Adam became a tennis instructor in Beverly Hills and got his own apartment. Some of the clients Adam taught to play tennis were Hollywood elite. But Adam wasn't phased by them. He was used to being surrounded by A-list celebrities. I know you're all picturing Adam just the way I describe his upbringing, a spoiled, rich Beverly Hills kid, probably a stuck-up brat. But here's the thing. Adam was not that way at all. Adam was a humanitarian. He had a life folks dreamed of having, but was beginning to grow tired of it. It's almost like Adam wanted to be poor. Adam is described as being very friendly and kind to everyone. He was different and not your typical rich kid. Adam began to sympathize with those who didn't grow up the way he did. He wanted to learn about their experiences. He would sit and talk with homeless people for hours. It was hard for him to understand, and it made him sad and confused. He felt guilty for growing up rich and felt it wasn't fair that he had all these things while others were cold and hungry. So in 1989, Adam is 24 years old, and he decides he wants to start volunteering at the Mission in Los Angeles. He started out by bringing food to homeless people and just spending time on the streets. His family admired his humanitarianism, but worried about him. They just wanted him to be safe at all times. One day, Adam goes out to breakfast with his older brother, Harold Jr., Harold said they're sitting there eating breakfast at this diner, and Adam sees something outside that catches his eye. Adam had spotted a homeless black man outside. Adam excuses himself and says he'll be back in a minute. Harold is watching him through the blinds at the window of the booth he's sitting in and just sees Adam out there talking with him. 
Harold said he felt kind of confused, like, why is Adam out there talking to this random homeless person? Adam comes back inside, and Harold asks him, what was that all about? He says it was nothing. But when they are walking back out to the car, Adam goes over and talks to him again for a couple minutes. The man's name was Tony, and after that initial meeting at the diner, Adam invites Tony to come live with him in his apartment. So Adam's family is like, look, you're a good person, you've got this huge heart, but inviting a random stranger to come live with you is a little scary and shocking. They were not crazy about this, but Adam is 24 and able to make his own decisions. They can't force him to do what they wanted. Adam explains Tony is just down on his luck and he needed help. Adam was struggling himself, but not with money and amenities. Adam was struggling with where he wanted to be in life. He was very bothered that he grew up so wealthy and felt guilty and maybe doing all he could for the homeless would help neutralize that, like a way to even the score. I've read in a lot of places that Tony was mentally challenged or that's the way he was portrayed. I don't know another more politically correct way to describe his condition. He was a pretty large guy, like over six foot, and he was blind in one eye. He was also a well-known gay prostitute in the area. It seems that Tony had a really rough life and Adam knew that and just wanted to help him make it better. Adam at this time began spending more time with the homeless and would sleep on the streets for days at a time. Adam began acting strange as well and was doing a lot of the things Tony was doing. It's important to mention that Adam was not on any kind of drugs at this time. One would think he was, but there was no evidence of any kind that Adam was using any substances. Adam began bringing Tony to family events and parties. His family was really creeped out by him. They thought he was very strange. I watched an interview with his mother, and she commented on how bad he smelled. She also said Adam showed up one day with a really bad burn on his hand. He said it was part of something Tony practiced. It was a test of endurance. I assume he held his palm over a candle flame to see how long he could leave it there before giving in. Adam's mom says one night at dinner, Tony began waving his hands over his food at the table and chanting. She leans over and asks Adam, what is he doing? And Adam just smiles and says, that's just how Tony is. Adam began acting like Tony at times and also began hanging with the homeless on Skid Row more. Skid Row is a neighborhood in downtown Los Angeles that has the largest homeless population in the United States. He and Tony would show up, and it's beyond the I'm here to help you thing that Adam was doing before. These times are more like he's going to go hang with his friends. But before Adam left to return back home, he would always leave sandwiches and other food for them to eat. But a lot of times, Adam would just spend the night out on the street sleeping with the homeless people. There's been a whole lot of speculation regarding Adam and Tony, even some saying they could have been lovers. But at this point, no one really knows what's going on. But what we do know is that Adam moves Tony in. Tony's a weird guy. Adam begins acting like Tony and hanging on Skid Row, sometimes for days at a time. Adam also loved to talk about Tony and tell folks that Tony is helping him mature as a person. Adam's sister says he used to be this preppy tennis instructor, and now he's like a completely different person. She feels Tony's influence over Adam was not a positive one and making him a different person and not in a good way. In June of 1989, this was only five months since Adam first met Tony. 
Adam had a long conversation with his brother Harold. Harold describes Adam as being in a vulnerable state. He was confused about his life and which direction he was going. He was just not feeling great. Adam needs something repaired on his BMW. I don't know what the part is, but Adam takes it to a shop and he leaves his BMW there for repairs and they gave him a rental car to use. A few days later, Harold goes to Adam's apartment and Tony answers the door. Tony is drunk and talking to Harold through a gap in the door. He won't let Harold in, but he says Adam isn't here. Harold kind of peered in and didn't see any sign of Adam anywhere. Adam's rental car was also not there. Harold goes back and tells his mom about his strange encounter with Tony at Adam's apartment. And now his mom is worried and she decides she's going to go to the apartment herself. Tony lets her in and she's walking through the apartment and sees no sign of Adam anywhere or any signs that he's been there in the last few days. She's upset and asking Tony, where is my son? Tony tells her he doesn't know. She yells, I just want to find my son. And Tony's reply was, I am your son. He then put his hand around her and says, give us a kiss. She pushes him away, but she isn't really phased. She knows Tony is childlike and seems harmless, and that's just how he is. She just wants to find her son. Adam's family files a report with the police, and Adam is now officially a missing person. On July 9th, 1989, Adam's family has Tony evicted from the apartment. Tony doesn't put up a fight. He just calmly leaves. Tony is interviewed extensively by detectives, and they determine Tony has nothing to do with Adam's disappearance, and he truly doesn't know Adam's whereabouts. One month later, a discovery is made. They didn't find Adam, but they found the next best thing. Adam's rental car is located on a side street in Beverly Hills. It had been there for quite some time because there was a bunch of parking tickets under the windshield wiper. The keys were in the ignition, and inside the car, police located a sweater that belonged to Adam. It was folded neatly on the seat. Also sitting on the seat in the open was Adam's wallet and checkbook. Inside his wallet were his credit cards and $600 in cash. I told you it was one month after he disappeared that his car was found, but some sources say it was two weeks and not a month. According to Lieutenant Robert Curtis of the Beverly Hills Police Department, he says, we wish we knew, we knew specifically what happened to Adam Hecht. Apparently, in the past, he occasionally had gone away for a few days at a time, but had always returned. And whether he did this time and just decided not to return, we don't know. We have no real evidence of any foul play or any criminal involvement, so we're not handling it as a crime, but strictly as a missing persons case. Adam's family used their money and power to do everything they could to find Adam. They had fl flyers made. There were press releases. Flyers were mailed to a lot of police departments, hospitals, morgues, and even to places in Europe that Adam had visited. They hired a private investigator who did his own searching for six months and wasn't able to find any clues. Adam's family said they were pleased with the performance of the Beverly Hills Police Department, and they believed they were doing a great job and exhausting all leads in order to find Adam. Adam's dad, being a Hollywood regular, had a family friend. 
And this family friend's name was Robert Stack. And if you know who the late, great Robert Stack is, we can be friends. Robert Stack was the longtime host of Unsolved Mysteries. Rest in peace to the man who first got me into true crime at the age of 10. The family gets in touch with him and Robert says, well, I'll do a segment on my show about him. Of course, this brought in hundreds of tips, but none of them panned out or led to locating Adam. You know, I read a piece where a guy said that Adam's family was so badly portrayed in the show, like very stuck up wealthy folks. I watched it and it definitely didn't put his family in a good light. The guy says, no wonder Adam was trying to get away from all this obscene wealth he was surrounded by. A few years ago, a tip comes in that there is a man who is living as a college professor and he looks very similar to Adam. The man was checked out and found not to be him, but it was strange that his name was Adam Hecht as well. Tony, meanwhile, since being evicted, is back to living on the streets. Harold did keep in touch with him and he would often go over and visit him. Each time he would ask, do you know where Adam is? Tony always responded something vague that doesn't help at all. He would say, just look around Beverly Hills and you'll find something. Stay on the streets for a while and you may see him out there. Tony goes to jail a few years later and Harold would visit and Tony would just ramble and not make much sense when asked about Adam. He never had any significant information. As of 2019, Tony is still on the streets. Adam's family does not consider Tony a suspect and truly believes he had nothing to do with Adam's disappearance or that Tony is withholding Adam's whereabouts. Remember, Tony was investigated and cleared. I also don't feel that Tony would kill the person who is giving him a home, electric, and food for free. Without Adam, he's back on the street, which is exactly what happened. I'm wondering, though, why Tony never called the police to report Adam missing or at the very least told some of their friends. Did Adam abandon his life to go live anonymously with the homeless? Did someone do something bad to him? Remember, when his rental car was found, all his money and checks and credit cards were in there and had been for weeks. So it's obvious this wasn't a robbery. There was also no ransom phone calls, which if he was kidnapped, he would have been a good candidate because his family had a lot of money and could pay a fortune for him to be released. But that was never the case. Most lean to the side that Adam was struggling with his situation and decided to go live a poor man's life, even though it's a really strange thing to do. Most people would have traded places with him in a heartbeat. This may have been a voluntary disappearance. Remember, Adam used to disappear for days at a time, but he always showed up. Some speculate Adam could have taken his own life, and that's why there's no trace of him anywhere, but the suicide theory is an option in every adult per missing persons case. I really just have no idea what could have happened to him. I read a blog entitled Lost and Found that was written by a woman named Crystal Dawn, who interviewed Adam's brothers in 2019. It was super informative, and a lot of my sources came from this blog. Adam's brother, Harold, is a sports producer who today has three Emmys. His brother, Duffy, is a movie producer, and his sister, Rebecca, runs a bakery shop. His mother, Martine, is, is alive and well and still has trouble celebrating Christmas and Adam's birthday. She wishes she would have done more for Adam before his disappearance, but knows that no one saw this coming or could have predicted that Adam would vanish. 
I couldn't find anything past 2019 regarding Martine, so I assume she is still alive today in 2022. If you get the chance to check out our blog, I definitely do it. There's also a couple recent photos on it that Harold took of Tony standing on the street. These are the only known photos of Tony on the internet in 30 years. He was driving by the Beverly Hills Police Department and saw Tony walking down the street. He pulled over and sat and talked with him. He said Tony was very polite and didn't remember him, but he remembered Adam. Harold asked Tony when the last time he saw Adam was, and Tony replied, at his apartment. Harold asked him, do you think something bad happened to Adam? And Tony replied, I don't think so. Harold said Tony seemed sincere in his answers and he felt that he was telling the truth. Adam's family is appreciative that so many people still care and for all the attention that's been given to their loved one's case. It's been over 30 years and there's never been any more clues into Adam's disappearance. If Adam is alive, and he very well could be, Adam is 57 years old. His family says there would be a burn scar on the inner part of his hand. That's it for this week. I don't want to give a rest in peace like I usually do because there's a good chance Adam is still alive today. As always, my sources are listed in the description area of the video. Take care and much love to you all.